Hello, innovators. I'm Todd Wyant, and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast presented by Applied Software. You're invited to join our MEP and construction innovation adventure with a mission to propel this great industry forward. I have been enjoying some time away on paternity leave, celebrating the birth of my fourth child, and what a blessing and sweet time it has been. For this episode, we are releasing part of the brand new audio version of our latest ebook titled Foundational Building Blocks for Successful Tech Adoption. The premise of this ebook is to establish the critical components that must be in place for a company to successfully implement technology. We pulled from the amazing insights of our almost 150 episodes talking with thought leaders throughout the industry. Hope you enjoy. This audiobook is presented by Applied Software and read by Todd Wyant. Title, Bridging the Gap, Foundational Building Blocks for Successful Tech Adoption. Written by Carol Dunn and Todd Wyant. Introduction. Is there a way to prepare your company for successful implementation of technological innovations? No one wants to go through the brain-altering and profit-diminishing process without a pretty good idea that they will be successful and regain that investment of profit in the long run. After over 125 episodes of the award-winning Bridging the Gap podcast, we began to see a pattern in the messages and insights brought by our guests. Indeed, the resounding answer is yes, there are building blocks that you can put in place that will form the foundation for your company to successfully implement technology. Keep innovating. Growth Mindset Value must be derived from your innovations. Cliff Cole, Episode 81 In construction, fail is a bad four-letter word. Nobody likes to fail. But stigmatizing aside, mistakes are a way for us to figure out what needs to be done better the next time. At the very least, you learn from your failures about what not to do. What you can do better next time is a healthy approach in construction. If you want to be innovative, there is a mindset involved. It can be fun and exciting, but it can also have its complications. Innovation involves people, processes, communication, collaboration, emotional intelligence, change management, and confidence. Often, you have to believe you are making the right decisions, then figure out where you can improve your skills. Flexibility is critical in these situations. Software changes. The workforce changes. Sometimes you have to look at what has brought success to other companies similar to yours and give that a try. In the meantime, it's not all fun and fascination. You need to keep your workforce motivated and keep the end in sight. Implementing innovative workflows requires that team members collaborate, support each other, and have trust in each other. Value has to be derived from your innovations. It needs to make financial sense to the company in addition to being trendy. We all have an opportunity to reach out to younger members of the workforce. Whether that is through speaking at high schools or during career fairs, people who have careers in the industry can play a part in helping the upcoming workforce catch a vision for the possibilities of careers in construction trades. From a very young age, they need to understand that they have the potential to do something great and might be in the construction industry. 
and all of us in the industry benefit when they realize that and join the workforce in a specialty trade. One way to engage the imagination of the new workforce is by showcasing the innovations now prevalent in construction, like robotics, drones, 3D modeling, and an artificial intelligence for generative design. Construction isn't just about driving a bulldozer or sitting behind a desk churning out drawings. When someone in high school is wondering what to do with their life, it can make a tremendous impact when adults care enough to share the aspects of their job experiences. And as we welcome these new members of the workforce into construction, we can expect a certain amount of trial and error. Again, mistakes will be a way for them to figure out what to do differently the next time as they build their construction careers. Technology adoption relies on acceptance by the skeptics, the pragmatists, and the enthusiasts. Peyton Kringley, episode 72. Construction is at the heart of America, and technology and construction is not an island unto itself. It becomes embedded in every process, every structure, every portion of a business. People use cell phones every day, but no one thinks of those as techies. Cell phones have simply become part of their lives. The difficulties of technology adoption in the construction industry result from different cross-sections of people and their attitudes towards technology, interest, confidence, and approval. The full range of these attitudes exist in the industry, from the enthusiasts to the pragmatists to the skeptics. We all understand being impatient when working on something. Using construction technology as an example, people who are just learning may want to throw the iPad out the window. It's partly because they haven't had enough exposure to technology. They've lived their entire life doing things a certain way. Then suddenly, this tidal wave of exponential growth in technology causes them to be, in some cases, forced to use it. Interest. Some people in a company just naturally have high interest in technology. Their attitude is important, and they need to be allowed to explore technology and experiment with its limitations. These are the visionaries, the enthusiasts, that are ready to break down silos within the company. They are on the theoretical end of the spectrum, and they see what's on the horizon, the inevitable. The doubling of processing power over 18 months is a huge driver of technology. Some people are excited about the opportunity to innovate, make their lives easier, and make the lives of people around them easier. Interest leads to confidence. Confidence. Confident people are looking forward to technology, and they are secure enough to use it. They believe it has utility. These people need to be put in situations where they can succeed in order for them to become confident. They need help crossing the tech barrier because they don't yet know what innovation is important. They also may be nervous that they'll break something if they try it. They may not have the competency or feel like they do. Once they are shown the different functionalities and features, it can give them that measure of security they need. They also need to be assured that they're smarter than they think they are. For instance, we have field experts that have been in construction business for 40 years plus, growing in their knowledge, but they find it hard to believe they can use a mobile device to make their job easier. They can become confident using tech at some level. Confidence leads to approval. Approval. Approval is basically buying into the process voluntarily. 
good coaches get their players to buy in regardless of the details. Once they buy in, they sell it to coworkers. Construction is at the dawn of another great industrial revolution. With so much tech coming, there is a potential for construction to look and act radically more efficient in the next 10 years. A lot more people are latching onto and buying into the vision to create systems of the highest and best use. It's exciting to envision a world where the construction industry adopts operations similar to other industries like manufacturing. Technology creates pathways for that at a much higher rate. Prepare yourself for things to be different. Clay Freeman, episode 91. The narrative around industrialized construction tells you that things could be built better for less money. It says you can have more efficient workflows. You can minimize your inventory. You can reduce the number of workers you need on a job site and improve safety in this dangerous industry called construction. But change is painful. Industrialized construction does not come with a recipe book or an instruction manual. Unless they have deep pockets, many companies are unsure about how or where to start. Those who have been through the process advise there are two processes you can change. Number one, move certain activities off-site. Instead of having to invest in a full factory setup, maybe certain tasks can initially be moved under a roof off-site or even inside a large tent adjacent to the job site. You can gradually begin to adopt factory type processes, one of which is elevating work to a height that reduces bending, stretching, twisting, and awkward positions when people are working. The return on investment, ROI, is greater safety. Another benefit of working offsite is the improvement in efficiency. Fewer people will be struggling for space to do their part of the job. The ROI manifests in shorter timelines and compressed schedules. Number two, enable multiple trades to work together. Whether it is in a tent or in a fabrication environment, having mechanical, electrical, plumbing, and fire protection trades working together provides the greatest ROI. This eliminates the number of people on site and reduces the number of trade handlers. If you're new to industrialized construction, it's good to minimize the disruption to your workflow. When you make it easy for multiple stages of work to be conducted in parallel rather than linear, you can create higher order assemblies off-site then install them as a unit on the job site. Small steps like this allow people to get comfortable with the process. To be successful at industrialized construction, companies need to make a shift in mindset. The two relevant mindsets are, number one, project economies. This dictates that everything has to pay for itself on the job. The ROI relies on positive cash flow on all portions of the project to increase its profitability. Number two, factory economies. With all factory scenario, there is an investment upfront. It takes time to ramp up and get it running in an efficient manner. The ROI is realized when you maximize the throughput of finished products going out the door. Then there are two common misconceptions to overcome. Number one, quality problems. This is a fear generated by people who want to protect the status quo. When things are built in a controlled offsite environment, you have better opportunities to provide higher quality work. Number two, instant ROI. 
since it takes time to build up a workflow and efficiency, there is no instant gratification. The schedule savings come early. The cost savings come later. Most existing companies are better off to adopt IC in bite-sized chunks. Get good at one thing, then add another. Sage advice from those who have been there. Be prepared for things to be different. New tools and new processes are bound to be inefficient until they are mastered. Innovation is a matter of willpower, coupled with a desire to try something new. Rene Morcos, episode 89. Through the years, there have been technology buzzwords in the construction industry. Big data, natural language processing, cloud, disruption. Another hot topic is artificial intelligence, AI. AI in construction can be described as a technique of optimizing problem solving. It can do things that haven't been done before. So, things that used to be impossible are now possible. The term AI was coined about 60 years ago, and there is a changing metric to describe it. Originally, it was considered to be a machine solving problems that were unsolvable by humans. Machine technology has gone from using simple algorithms in solving problems to a point where they can recognize and process natural language, exercise vision, generate speech, and drive vehicles. There has been some pushback against AI from the industry, but those concerns should not be central when deciding whether to use AI. Although intelligence is part of the buzzword, until machine reaches the point of philosophy or reasoning, it's not really intelligent. Ultimately, machines still function using algorithms developed by people. They may be sophisticated, but they are still algorithms. In reality, simple details that make sense to humans can still trip up a machine. All of the technology being adopted in the construction industry has made it easier for employees to do their jobs. Just as robots in automobile manufacturing did not eliminate the need for people, Likewise, in construction, people will still be needed to manage robotic work, service robotic machines, and input instructions to get the desired results from machines. The promise of technology is that it allows people to be more creative and enjoy their jobs more. They can leverage more and create a bigger impact. They can be responsible for more production. For instance, building information modeling, BIM, using Revit, solves the busy work for an architect but the creative work remains. Structural analysis software has not eliminated the need for structural analysts. It has enabled larger, more complicated structures. Now there can be analysis for energy, systemic concerns, lighting, and other aspects of a building. The machine needs a human to set up what needs to be computed. Then the machine does the computing and produces the results. This pattern is bound to continue for decades into the future. Innovation is a matter of willpower coupled with a desire to try something new. Anyone can be innovative if they're willing to take the risk and wait for the payoff. Over the next 10 years, we will see the digital representations of a job connecting with the analog reality. The technology that's moving into the sphere of construction is going to enable people to exert less effort on a daily mundane work, while having a greater impact on responsibilities in ways we cannot yet comprehend. 
the tech on the horizon can leave us excited and hopeful for the future of the construction industry. Computational design is not an all or nothing proposition. Marcello Scambarelli, episode 83. Now and then, it's important to question your workflows. Does your company really have to do some things the way they're currently being done? There are insights to be gained when you step outside your day-to-day -day work and envision how you'd really like to accomplish things. When you challenge the way you've always done things, you have an opportunity to make marginal changes that can lead to overall improvements. If the change you envision is something that computational design can help you with, you can either learn how to solve that challenge or enlist the skills of someone else in your company to do that. The good news about computational design is that it's not an all or nothing proposition. You can take small steps to introduce computational design into your company. Find just one thing you need to save time with and do a pilot project. Through it, you can show your team how workflows can be improved. With one or two modest successes, the value of custom workflows becomes evident, making it easier to get buy-in for adopting it culturally in your company. Small increments are important to avoid overwhelming yourself and your team. Of course, programming is at the center of this, and the word programming can throw fear into the hearts of some team members. Fortunately, you no longer need a computer science degree to do programming because visual programming tools now exist, particularly Dynamo and Grasshopper, which allow you to program using an easy to follow graphic representation of what you're trying to accomplish. Once you've completed a pilot project, estimate how much time you're saving using the automation that was developed. Even saving an hour or two each week can add up. Programming in a visual environment can bring its benefits to companies industry-wide. With customizable and accessible integration, a small company can be empowered to step up its game and compete with a larger one. Companies are increasingly facing a choice, disrupt or be disrupted. If you are outside the technology bubble looking in, innovation could be a matter of survival for your company. The construction industry will look vastly different in 10 years than it does today. Innovation adoption is becoming more widespread and computational design is trending toward being a solid part of the future in AEC. If yours is one of the companies that is waiting to see how it develops, you may want to reconsider. It's possible, even probable, that your competitors are moving forward with innovations in their workflows. As that happens, you become a little less competitive every year. Some people may question why they should bother taking the time to focus on and change their process since it has been working for them for years. The answer may be as simple as more profitable jobs. Anyone who has been involved in the finances of a company will agree that even a boost of one or 2% in profit margin can be significant. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you are interested in hearing or reading the full ebook, go to bridgingthegappod.com slash ebook. If you're interested in learning more, you can visit our sponsor, Applied Software at asti.com for more information. You can listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast.
keep innovating.